Politicians using legal warfare against Trump, J6ers, and maybe yourself. Even attorneys like Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, and myself have been targets. When justice is not done at the trial court, an appeal must be filed. But what then? Today, we're going over the top five motions filed in appeals. I'm constitutional attorney Katherine Henry. For more than 20 years, I've been fighting for the underdog. But since COVID began, I've devoted all my time and efforts to fighting against government tyranny and educating and empowering the public. So welcome to our next episode of Restore Freedom Weekly. So whether you just want to understand all of Trump's legal options or you're representing yourself in court or don't have much faith in your attorney in a case that you do have currently pending with one, I invite you to continue learning with our series on self-representation. Whether your case is civil or criminal, this information will help you be best prepared for court. So in season two, episode 14, we talked about those common pre-trial motions. In season three, episode one, we talked about the common in-trial motions. In our last episode, we talked about those motions that are necessary to think of for after trial. But today, it's all about motions to file during an appeal. So where do the court rules talk about motions you can file in appeals? The federal rules of um, appellate procedure, rule 27, is all about motions. In Florida, it's the rules of appellate procedure 9.300. In the Michigan appellate rules, there's uh, three different sections. You have Uh, Rules about motions in the circuit court, that's going to be 7.110 and 7.112. You have the rules on appeals and filing motions that are appeals in the court of appeals, that's 7.211 and 7.216. And then for motions uh, in the Supreme Court, when you have an appeal filed in the Michigan Supreme Court, that's going to be 7.311 and 7.316. So So now you know where in the court rules it talks about it. Let's talk about what some of those most common appellate motions are. So uh, number one, you have a motion for stay pending appeal. Now, we talked about that at the end of our last video, and that was because something it's something that you need to file uh, post-trial at the trial court level. But if the judge has decided to uh, not grant your request at the trial court. It's something that you could then bring up at the appellate court. And that probably should be your very first motion that you file in your appeal. So again, it's where you're asking the court to push pause on the uh, judgment or order coming into effect so that it's not being enforced while your appeal is pending. Uh, In some rare cases, like we mentioned in the last video, the stay is automatic, but generally it's up to the judge whether to grant your request or not. So uh, where do you find this? It's in the Federal Rules of Appellate Procedure 8, uh, Florida Rules of Appellate Procedure 9.310, the Michigan Appellate Rules 7.108 if you're looking at a circuit court appeal, or 7.209 if you're looking at an appeal in the Michigan Court of Appeals. If you want a civil court example, check out the motion for stay that I filed with the special magistrate in my Ormond Beach case, and the subsequent motion for stay that I filed in the circuit court. Or in a criminal example, 
check out the, my motion for stay that I filed with the district court in uh, Allegan County. So a civil example, criminal example, all of those are available uh, right on our website, restorefreedomkh.com. So number two, uh, this is one of them that is important to consider at appeals of any kind would be the motion to dismiss an appeal. It's where you're asking the court to throw out the other party's appeal because of some procedural defect. Now, I have not actually personally filed one of these myself, but I have had to respond to one when I've had a prosecutor try to fight me uh, on my appeal and file one of these motions to dismiss my appeal despite there being no procedural defects. Um, now, some jurisdictions specifically allow for this type of motion to be filed, but actually others do not. So, for example, the Michigan Court Rule 7.211C2 specifically allow for this type of motion to be filed. But in the Florida and federal court appellate rules, there is no such analogy for a motion to dismiss an appeal. Um, number three, a motion for peremptory reversal. An appellant may file one of these, and that is where the reversible error is so manifest or obvious that immediate reversal of the judgment or order should be granted without even formal argument or formal written submissions, all the full briefing and everything. This often requires a unanimous decision from the full appellate panel of judges. And uh, an example of this would be if you want to look to Michigan Court Rule 7.11C4. If you want to look at an actual real-life example of this, you can search for one. If you look at all the um, things that happened in 2020 in the state of Michigan with the uh, governor's executive orders and how the legislature filed their own lawsuit against the governor. Uh, however, the final decision that came invalidating the governor's orders from the Michigan Supreme Court was in a different case. So the Michigan legislature's attorney actually filed a motion for peremptory reversal in their own appeal of the case that they had against the governor for these orders. And so that was an example of where one of those peremptory, a motion for peremptory reversal could be used. Um, now, number four, a motion for immediate consideration. This is actually something that can be used at the trial court level. Um, I have used it uh, a few times at the trial court level, but I've used it a lot at the appellate court level. So it's just one of those things that's very important. And it is what it sounds like it is. The purpose is to expedite hearing on another motion. And it may require personal service and not just your typical service by mail or service by some other uh, means. So keep those things in mind. You can find this in Michigan Court Rule 7.211C6, Florida Rule Appellate Procedure 9.300C. Uh, and an example of this you can find if you search for the term immediate consideration on my website, immediate consideration in the search box, you'll find my substantive due process uh, motion for immediate consideration that I filed on April 9th, 2021. You'll also find my procedural due process motion for immediate consideration that I fi filed uh, in May uh, on May 11th of 2021. And also the motion for immediate consideration I filed on June 7th, 2022. So just search uh, on my website for immediate consideration and be able to find three real life examples of that. Uh, the fifth one is a motion to affirm. It's also something that you don't necessarily think of uh, being a possibility. And in some jurisdictions, it might not be. 
Uh, but this is after the appellant's brief has been filed. The appellee, the other person, uh, may file a motion to simply affirm the order or judgment on the ground that, uh, number one, it is obvious that the questions raised are so unsubstantial that no argument or formal written submission is even needed, or that the questions raised were raised uh, in a fashion that's not timely or not proper. And uh, if this is done, it often requires a unanimous decision of the full appellate panel. You could see an example of this in Michigan Court Rule 7.211C3. But what's interesting enough is that in Florida, it's expressly prohibited. You can look at Michigan Court, or excuse me, Florida Court Rule 9.315C to see that this is something that the court has expressly prohibited parties from filing a motion for. Now, that court rule A and B does allow for uh, the judge to do this on their own accord if they think it's appropriate, but a party can't file a motion for this particular type of relief. So with those top five motions to consider in appeals cases, I want you to also go ahead and check out our five most common pretrial motions if you haven't seen that video yet. Review the, the video on the top four in-trial motions, the top six most common post-trial motions, and of course, check out our upcoming videos on top five objections during trial and three important jury considerations. With that, it's been a pleasure. Have a great day. Want to interact on this important topic? Comment on this video or call in the second Tuesday of the month at noon Eastern Standard Time to participate in our live constitutional discussion. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, and share. And remember, together we can restore freedom.